Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to yet another installment of Behind the Scoreline. Today's episode is simply behind the scoreline of the NBA playoff game that just finished right now, the Western Conference semifinals between the Phoenix Suns and the Denver Nuggets. I have just seen one of the best basketball displays that I've ever seen ever since I started watching this sport. Now, we know right now coming into this match which was game 4, the Phoenix Suns were behind two games to one, where the Nuggets obviously won two uh, at home and then the Phoenix Suns had just won one game, which was game three. Now, coming into game four, you could say this was the do or die game for the Suns because if they go 3-1 down, chances are based on history that they don't come back and do anything to win the series. Now, for the Suns, it was a must win. For the Nuggets, I mean... It wasn't really a must win, but obviously it would have been nice to get one on the road, right? But they couldn't. Obviously, the score is 129-124 to for the Phoenix Suns, in favor of the Phoenix Suns, rather. Now, let's go behind the scoreline. When you look at the analytics of the game, right? You look at the details of, of the game, the game flow, and just which team was dominating. In the first half of the, of the first quarter, Phoenix came out of the blocks... Uh, kind of maintaining a three or two four point lead it wasn't anything major and then towards the end of the first quarter then you saw uh, Denver making a run and then second quarter was just a yo-yo match between uh, both teams just trading buckets and similarly with uh, the third quarter and then the fourth quarter is where Phoenix led from the beginning to the end just kind of extending their lead and at one point they were leading by 10 points you know and you wonder now how did how does all of that uh, reflect on the on the box score now here's how the box score reads devon booker 36 points 6 rebounds and 12 assists kevin durant 36 points 11 rebounds and 6 assists and then the third scorer on on the phoenix suns is landry shamit with 19 points and then from there you have ross and langdale on 8 points and 18 as well on, on on eight points and you look at uh the phoenix suns obviously for the phoenix suns man nikola Jokic had a generational game um i mean maybe generational is the wrong word but he had a, a game of his life he set a new playoff uh career high for himself and i think for the denver nugget franchise i'm not sure about that but for Jokic, his previous uh highest score in a playoff game was 43 points and now he bettered it by 10 points now, Jokic was incredible. I, I think this was one of the best offensive performances I've ever seen in the playoffs. I think it ranks in the in in the stratospheres of uh, Jamal Murray and Donovan Mitchell, those type of performances they used to give us in the bubble, right? And yeah, I mean, Jokic just kind of took control of the game. He, he wasn't really aggressive in the beginning. Um, Murray was the one who was being more aggressive and... By the, I think the second quarter, it changed in the second quarter where you just started seeing Jokic um, dominating in the paint, kind of not looking for, for for assists, but rather looking to score. I mean, here, here are his stats, right? He played 39 minutes and obviously accumulated 53 points. Free throws, 11 of 13, it's 5% from the free throw. And then in two pointers, he... He uh, he shot 69% from the field, 18 of 26. He only took four um, three-point shots and obviously made two of them 50%. Overall, his field goal percentage is 67%. 
The rebound numbers, they are unlike Jokic, 4 rebounds and 11 assists. He has 6 turnovers, which is quite healthy for uh, someone who handles the ball or someone who has as much responsibility as he has on the offensive side of the ball. Jamal Murray on the other side, he had a performance as well. His performance was really good, but it wasn't, you know, a Jokic type of performance when you consider the impact that Jokic had in keeping Denver afloat. Now, Murray played 42 minutes, obviously accumulated 28 points, and his uh, field goal percentage is 52% from the field, and he made 13 of 25 shots. Now, for Devin Booker... He was he was going mad like he was going insane. The level of shot making I saw from Devin Booker is something rarely seen in the NBA. You, you rarely see a player just detonating like that. At one point, I think he had like 30 points on 80% uh, from the field, and at the same time, Jokic had 75% from the field, and he wasn't like 36 points. So basically, it was just the two stars just going at it. And then later on, we saw Kevin Durant kind of also coming to the party. Because Durant was, in my estimate, he was passive pretty much throughout the whole game. It's only in the third quarter, in the fourth quarter rather, where he was uh, less passive in making shots. He made this other three-point shot, which was quite pivotal in them extending their lead uh, to like, what, five points? Yeah, it was something like five points. But I remember after he scored, uh, uh, the Suns went to like 122 points. I think it was 122-118 in favor of the Suns. So obviously, he, when he took that three-point shot, uh, the Suns were leading by one point, you know. But yeah, um, Durant's uh, physical presence in the paint was felt, especially on the defensive side, where he was helping Lendale a lot in dealing with uh, Jokic. Obviously, they didn't succeed because, I mean, Jokic has 53 points, but most of the defensive duties uh, that Durant participated in he was rather successful and he he was using his frame as a 7 foot guy in, in defending blocking shots he didn't really block much but his frame kind of helped a lot in uh, you know creating deflections and making players you know scared to attack the rim because I mean there's a 7 footer in, 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 in the paint but overall the the the, the main surprise from this uh, from this match was Landry Shamit. Landry Shamit was spectacular. He was brilliant. Uh, he took like what I think he took he took three or four corner trees, especially from the left uh, corner, and he made all of them. And then he made five of eight uh, three pointers in total. And obviously he took nine shots, and eight of those were three pointers, which were very very important. And most of them he took them in the in the, in in the third and the fourth quarter, that's when he actually started having an impact on the game. But credit should go to Jack Landale. He was he was amazing. The under eighteen had uh, problems with fouling. He, he was in foul trouble very very early. But Landale stepped in. He stepped in, and obviously, I mean, we we keep saying this. You can't stop Nikola Jokic, especially on a day like today where he was just detonating. You can't really stop him. But Jack Landale was amazing um offensively he had a solid performance i mean it's eight points but it's four of six and obviously 67 percent from the field he only played 20 minutes and obviously he was also in foul trouble by the end of the game with uh, four fouls but he was amazing and he had three offensive rebounds which were really helpful for 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 the for the ball club deandre 18 as a starter oh my god um 
he he plays like a him and lane for me when i look at his his impact he doesn't really do a lot that lendil doesn't do so sometimes you have to think about like I, i was when watching the the match there was at one point i thought of um walker kessler the utah jazz guy and i'm thinking phoenix probably should try to get walker kessler because a team like phoenix needs a, a seven footer is going to be in the paint command some attention and you know battle with the big boys you know like your nikola jokic your joel Embiid, uh, probably anthony davis as well but the Warriors have shown us that you don't really need a seven footer but nikola jokic when he was detonating the way he was today then you probably need a seven footer and you know someone who's strong and well built but yeah um the the under 18 I, i still think he's a power forward i don't know i mean maybe i'm wrong but for me i, I i'll always view him as a power forward but he had three of six from the field and eight rebounds four of which were offensive rebounds so that was really quite a uh, nice uh, he had one block and one steal so yeah was wasn't really an impressive performance from him because he struggled a lot with foul trouble he only played 27 minutes but for phoenix they should be happy with the performance but um more than that i think they should monty williams should do a lot in trying to um deepen the rotation i think uh in this particular game he he went deeper into his rotation and yeah it, it kind of paid off because in this type of series you need that third guy who's gonna step up and say okay i know there are two stars that are going to do what they do because durant and and Boca they had 86 points combined in game 3 and now they have 72 points in game 4 so obviously they're going to give you an upwards of 72 points or 75 points every single game so what you need now as Monte Williams you need that third guy who's going to give you 15 points every single night you know like the example i make is with the lakers lakers have lebron james and anthony davis obviously they are, they are scoring output is not is nowhere near the that of uh buka and durant but you know what the two stars are going to do eight uh anthony davis and lebron james but they have a rui hachimura who can pop in with a 19 to 25 points uh d'angelo russell did it yesterday as well they have an austin reeves who can come in and have a game of his life as well you just need someone to get you 15 to 20 points a game and that would It, it most probably guarantees you a win you know and you look at denver for, for denver it's 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 the same as well because for them jamal murray has 28 points and then you have nikola jokic with 53 points they have michael Porter jr on 11 aaron gordon on 11 kentavious kendall pope on 10 one thing i've always liked about denver is they they are not heavily reliant on their superstars for scoring i think they're they're they are heavily reliant on their superstars but having nikola jokic and the kind of passing that he has it allows denver to go deeper into the rotation and say how do we get contivious control pope to get to 10 points every single game aaron gordon you can get to 20 on your own on a good day michael Porter jr can reach 25 points so for denver they have more of those guys kind of like how i mentioned them for lakers but the suns don't they they have Landry Shamet for this game on 19 i don't think TJ Warren is at a level he used to be at a level where he can get 20 points but i don't think he is now Terence Ross i don't think he is um Chris Paul is injured so he could be that guy who's going to get 20 points a game 
DeAndre Ayton can be that guy, um, but it depends on the matchups as well. But I can, I mean, DeAndre, DeAndre Ayton is very good in the mid range. So I think it's easy to get him to, what, 14 to 20 points a game if you give him good shots and if obviously if the matchups agree. Tory Gregg managed to do it and like he had really spectacular games against uh, the LA Clippers. They, one of the games I think he was. Well, I think he had 20 plus, but yeah, he had a really good game, you know. But let's talk about the third quarter. I mean, the third quarter was was a brilliant offensive display from both teams. More especially the Phoenix Suns. In the third quarter, they shot 14 of 18, which is 77% from the field. They shot 71% from three and 81 from two pointers, 100% free throws. And Denver took more shots, 12 of 23, 52% from the field. But uh, um, the game started changing in, in, in the third quarter, to be honest, in, in favor of, of Phoenix. Because when, when, when we went to the, uh, to the halftime break, I think it was like, what, 61-61 all? Yeah, it was something similar. It, like, the, the score was quite... Uh, the, the score was balanced, I think. Or it was it Phoenix leading by two. But it was a fairly balanced encounter until the third quarter. And funny enough... Even though the Suns appeared to have dominated the, the third quarter, they only outscored Nuggets by four points. Because that goes to show just how effective the Nuggets were in what they were doing as well. But all in all, 2-2, the series going back to Denver. Um, a lot of adjustments needs to be made. Uh, need to be made for for from both sides. Um, I would really love to see how the Nuggets. Um, are going to find a plan for Devin Booker because he's going insane. He's going nuts. At one point, the the commentator said Booker has made 32 of his previous 40 field goal attempts. So which means 32 out of the previous 40 field goal attempts, Devin Booker has made them. As 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 um as much as Kevin Durant has been scoring, I'm not impressed with him. I, I don't know how. I think it's maybe it's. The expectation is that he should always be the best player in, 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 in whichever team he plays in. But I'm not I'm not happy with with, with his um how do I how do I how do I put it? I'm not happy with this with his output and I think he can do more, but I don't know what more what else can he do? I think maybe it's because Devin Booker is performing so, so much better than him that we think Durant is not having a good uh, a good series. Because right now, Kevin Durant is probably the third or fourth best player in this series. The first two, the, the two best players in this series is Devin Booker, or are Devin Booker and Nikola Jokic, you know? So I think we would expect Kevin Durant to kind of, you kind of, Ask yourself if Kevin Durant gets to a, like, if all the other factors remain the same, right? Booker performs at the level he performs in, Jokic performs at the level he's performing at, and Mari as well performs at the levels that he's performing in. What happens in a scenario where Kevin Durant now becomes the best player in this series? Does it does he have to defend more? Does he have to be get more blocks, more steals, and you know? Does he have to be an all-rounder, or does he have to go and get a fifty-piece? That's what you like. I'm asking myself. I mean, he has nineteen field goal uh, field goal attempts in this uh, in this ball game, and in in the previous game, he was playing. They were they were playing uh, 
Denver as well, of course. And he led Phoenix in scoring. He had how many points? He had 29 points, right? But in that 29 points, he took 18 shots. So most of the time, he's just playing in that region of uh, 15 to 15 to what? To, 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 to 19 shots. Yeah, in the game against the Clippers that they lost, um, he took 15 shots, so 15, 18, 19. So I think uh, I, I would like to see a game where Durant just goes off and maybe takes, what, 25, 26 shots. He did in this other game, and, you know, like the the game the game three uh, against Denver, but he wasn't really uh, effective. So we really want to see the effective, uh, the not effective, efficient Kevin Durant and how much better Phoenix look with that. But yeah, I'm looking forward to game five and seeing how this series progresses. I hope you're having fun. Uh, Tell me what you think about the episode and what you think about some of the things I've been saying on this episode. Cheers. Till next time.